Hey friends, before we jump into this episode, I have an exciting announcement for you. As a certified terrain advocate, I get asked all the time, what's a good resource for high quality supplements? What are safe things to use on my body, in my home? What are good foods to eat? What are good sources to find these things? So I am thrilled to announce that I have partnered with the Metabolic Institute of Terrain Health and I have added a store to my website, thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com. This store is full of products that have had their eyes on and been vetted by Dr. Nasha Winters and are approved as high quality, reliable resources. I'm so excited to be able to offer these to you. Everything from body care to home care to nutrition products to therapeutic care. I trust the recommendation of Dr. Nasha and the Metabolic Institute of Terrain Health, and I believe you can trust them too. So check out the store and enjoy Dr. Nasha approved products. And now let's get into this show. You're listening to Better Than Before Breast Cancer with the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. I'm your host, Laura Lummer. I'm a certified life coach and I'm a breast cancer thriver. In this podcast, I will give you the skills on the insights and the tools to move past the emotional and physical trauma of a breast cancer diagnosis. If you're looking for a way to create a life that's even better than before breast cancer, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome to episode 309. I'm your host, Laura Lummer, and you are in for some good stuff today. But before I start, I haven't acknowledged this in a long time. And in fact, I don't even remember the last time. So I just want to say really quickly, thank you so much to those of you who have left reviews for the podcast. I see you. I read them. I know who you are. They're amazing. They warm my heart. They motivate me. They inspire me. And thanks to you, hopefully they inspire other people and they make this podcast easier to find for those who could use the support that's available here. So thank you so much for taking the time to leave reviews. Thank you for the positive, heartfelt, just really cool things that you had to say about the podcast. And if you haven't, if you enjoyed this podcast, if you get something out of it and you haven't taken the time to leave a review, it would be amazing and greatly appreciated if you could do that. It is true that the more ratings and review a show has, the more followers the show has. So don't forget to follow it when you are listening to the podcast. I think that's on Google. You like it, I believe. Or on SoundCloud, you can follow it. On iTunes, you can follow it. All these things. So when you follow it, it just makes the podcast easier for other people to find because the podcast platforms show it to more people. So if you like what you hear and you'd like to share that information with someone else, a review or rating would be super helpful. And I deeply appreciate it. All right, my friends, we're at the beginning of the year and I have a huge focus on letting shit go. I ended December with a workshop on release and I'm focused in my memberships this month on release, on letting go of the things that stop you from creating the life you want, from living the life you want, or letting go of the things that make you feel horrible, letting go of the stuff that clutters your house, letting go, releasing, and looking at our thoughts about what we are even willing to release in our life. 
But two things have come up a lot, and I want to talk about them on this show. When we talk about release, oftentimes we talk about negative emotions. And yeah, it's true. Letting go of negative emotions has a tremendous amount of benefit for us. And I'm going to tell you some of those benefits later in the show. But when I talk about release, I'm not just talking about negative emotions. I'm also talking about limiting beliefs. And I want to tell you the difference between the two. We're going to talk about what a negative emotion is versus what a limiting belief is, how they're interrelated, and how you go through the process of releasing. Because this is what I hear all the time. How do I do that? I often have people say to me, I just compartmentalize. I just stuff it down. I just don't think about it. I just push it away. And that, friends, is not processing and releasing. That is stuffing. That is ignoring. And that's the kind of things that creates problems, even at a cellular level for us, which is why release of limiting beliefs and negative emotions isn't just about living your best life, whatever that looks like to you. It is truly a part and an important integral part of supporting your body's ability to heal. So let's talk about what these things even are. What is a negative emotion? What is a limiting belief? So it's an interesting thing. A negative emotion is a feeling, obviously, and it doesn't feel good when you feel it. So it's a harmful emotion, an unpleasant emotion, something like anger, sadness, fear, guilt, shame. These emotions are very temporary, right? Meaning that they fluctuate depending on what's going on in your life, depending on what your circumstances are, depending on what you think about the circumstances, depending on your experiences. So maybe you have something that happens one day and it's like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that to the wrong person. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so ashamed of myself. But then you get home and everything's good at home and you tell your spouse or your kid or your best friend what you did and they're like, it's okay. Everybody makes that mistake. You're like, you're right. Okay. I feel better. Negative emotion gone. It's temporary, right? But while you have that negative emotion, it is uncomfortable. And it is part of the human experience. We often learn from negative emotions if we're willing to process them. So if we have a negative emotion like fear, that could be letting us know. That could be like a gut feeling letting you know something's wrong here, right? You need to pay attention. Like your gut is sending signals and saying something's wrong. And there's a lot of science behind that as well, saying that gut feelings are important and they are real and we should pay attention to them. So sometimes a negative emotion, sadness, even depression can be telling us something if we're willing to hold it and look at it if we're willing to say to it, and when I say say to it, I really mean that when you sit with yourself and you're in a negative emotional state, what is that telling you? What do you need to know? What, is, what message, if that emotion, if that anger, if that sadness, if that depression, if that feeling of stuck or feeling of numb, if that could tell you something, what would it tell you? So we can actually learn a lot from our negative emotions. But if we switch from experiencing a temporary negative emotion into indulging in the negative emotion, that's where the problem comes in, right? If we stay in sadness and we stay in scarcity and we stay in grief and we stay in anger, 
all of those things can be very damaging to our health. They can last long-term and they can have a big negative impact on your life. Here's where limiting beliefs come in because limiting beliefs are deeply held thoughts and convictions. A belief is just a thought that you have thought so much for so long that you have come to believe it. And a limiting belief holds you back in some way, right? It stops you, it restrains you, it constrains you in some way. Usually a limiting belief is, it can be a generalization about other people. It can be a generalization about yourself, meaning you drop something today and you say, oh my God, I'm the clumsiest person in the world. Oh my God, I'm such a dumbass." right? It can be something that your parents told you when you were a little kid and you believe what your parents tell you when you're a little kid. And so then you just thought it for so long that you still believe it. And the interesting thing is, especially when it comes from our parents or our grandparents or older authority figures in our life, I really believe that most of the time, the limiting beliefs that are put on us by the people who love us, who raised us, who maybe brought us into this world, they have that belief and they pass it on to you because they think it's going to protect you in some way. Their world could be very different from the world you grew up in. In fact, I'm, I could say with almost 100% certainty that the world your parents grew up in is different than the world you live in today. So beliefs that someone gave you because they loved you and wanted to protect you may be very limiting to you now because your life is different and your world is different. But the nature of a limiting belief is that it's persistent. It's literally ingrained in you. It's become a thought pattern. So it's almost subconscious now and it influences your behavior. It influences your decision-making and it can lead to negative outcomes like reduce self-esteem, missed opportunities, being pessimistic or cynical in life. And because their beliefs, they become self-fulfilling prophecies because they shape our actions, our behaviors, and our interactions with other people. So what I mean by that is that if you think a woman can never make more money than a man, I can almost guarantee you, you'll never make more money than whatever man it is you're comparing yourself to, because that's how our brain works. When we have a thought, our brain looks for everything it can find to prove that thought. And that's why choosing something other than the negative or limiting belief system can change your world, all right? How are these two interrelated? Because you could imagine what I just said, if you have limiting beliefs, sometimes they can end up in reduced self-esteem, in having no self-confidence, in having no hope, right? If somebody tells you, oh, you're a woman or you're over 50 or you're a cancer survivor, so you can never do these things and you choose to believe that, that can really feel terrible and it can create negative emotions. But on the flip side of that, if you've always had this negative emotion, if you have fear that comes up really powerfully whenever you think about change, that can lead to a limiting belief. So they're very intertwined. If you think you're not good with money, 
then you probably experience sadness, anxiety, maybe even depression every time you have to deal with money. And then because you feel anxious or sad, you tell yourself it's because I'm bad with money. So the, the negative emotion reinforces the limiting belief. It's a vicious cycle, right? They're very connected, even though they are different, they can be very connected and interrelated. So when we talk about release, we have to think about both of those things. Being able to develop the awareness of the way it works for you can be a catalyst to change. And understanding the difference between these two can really help with your personal growth. So let's talk about being offended as a negative emotion, right? Being offended doesn't feel good. And it's an immediate reaction. Someone says words and you have a thought about those words based on a belief of yours. And that creates an immediate negative reaction. That limiting belief is underlying your perceptions and your attitudes. And that's how it affects your behaviors and your responses. So it's really interesting when I work with my clients, when I work with myself, this is a tough thing for us to accept sometimes. But if it always comes back to us, then on the one hand, we've got a lot of power over ourselves and how we feel and how we choose to feel. And on the other hand, we have a lot of responsibility that we maybe don't want. It's easy sometimes to say, they offended me. It takes a lot less work to blame someone else for feeling bad than it does for looking at, wow, why did I feel so bad when they said those words? What's my belief about myself that triggered such a negative response? Do I like that belief? Does that belief feel true to me? Is this emotion what I want to feel when I have this belief or is it limiting my life in some way? So they're very twisted. Again, right? We see how they influence each other. So how do you deal with this? If you realize, I have a lot of anger I want to release. I have a lot of sadness I want to release. I have a lot of fear I want to release. First of all, there's something very important you need to realize. You don't decide you're going to release a limiting belief or a negative emotion, and then they're just gone. Release is a continuing long-term process. It will come up again and again. So for instance, you might do this work for yourself and you might sit here and say, boy, I have a lot of anger towards my former spouse. Or I have a lot of anger towards my children, my mom, whoever it is. And you realize, I don't want to feel that. I really don't want to feel that anger anymore. I want to feel either kindness towards this person, or I just don't want to feel negativity come up when this person's name is mentioned, or when I'm having to have an interaction with this person. I don't like the way it feels for me, right? I don't like what it feels like in my body. I don't like the experience of this negative emotion. What's driving that? And then you look and you're like, okay, well, I'm mad at my mom because I think moms should always be available to babysit whenever I ask them to. And my mom is always too busy going out to lunch with her friends. Well, that's a belief that you have. 
not necessarily true because some people might think, oh my God, I'm so glad my mom always is going out with her friends. It's so inspiring to see her living such a busy life. The belief that you have, the thought that you have is just something you have adopted for whatever reason. And if somebody doesn't fulfill their life in the way you think they should, if someone doesn't respond to you in the way you think they should, then you feel this negative emotion. So what do you let go of first? If you decide, I don't want to feel this way anymore, what do you do? Do you release the limiting belief or do you release the negative emotion? And what do you expect? Do you expect that the thought of, my mom never babysits when I ask her to, won't come back up again? Do you expect when your mom says no to you about something that you want her to give you your support in that you won't feel a negative emotion, maybe anger, maybe sadness, maybe betrayal even? These are things that won't happen for you, right? That the, the fact what won't happen is that it won't just go away. They'll come up and you'll have to do the work again and again. And each time you do the work and each time you realize the thought that's driving the negative emotion, and each time you realize, I don't want to feel this way, and you ask yourself, am I willing to change that thought? Hopefully, yes. And if I am willing to change that thought, what is another true thought that helps me feel the way I want to feel in this situation? You'll have to do that again and again, right? You'll have to make the decision again and again. Release is not a one-time thing, but the gaps get bigger and bigger. As you practice, as you put energy and intention into becoming aware and allowing yourself to feel, right? Allowing the negative emotion to be there and say, whoo, I am in anger right now. I am in sadness right now. And it's a perfectly okay thing to be here and to feel this. I'm experiencing this. I don't like it. Is it telling you something in your life needs to change? Or is it letting you know that a belief you have is bringing on this negativity and that this has been a pattern in your life because you've thought something for so long? And are you ready to let it go? So it's not simple, right? And it's not easy. And it's not a one and done. And it is very bi-directional, this relationship between negative emotions and limiting beliefs. So what do you do first? Address the limiting belief or the negative emotion. You do what feels right for you in that moment, right? You need to take the approach depending on what you feel most confident in, what you think you can depend on as far as if you find it much more challenging to decide to let go of this negativity, then maybe you work on that belief a little more, right? You start looking at, why do I believe this about someone? And it makes me mad every single time I think it. Why am I choosing to believe this, right? Or you look at the emotion, you're like, I don't want to feel angry every time this person walks in. I want to feel differently. And you start focusing on that the anger. What is, where's this anger coming from? What's this anger telling me? Why am I creating this for myself? Because again, it comes back to us creating it for ourselves. If somebody's words and somebody's actions wouldn't make everybody angry, then the fact is, it's what you're telling yourself about their actions or belief that's creating anger in you. 
right? So again, we come back to the hard thing. And trust me, because this is a part of my healing process, which is why I'm so into release right now, creating space, taking back your power, and deciding not to put more of your precious energy into things that make you feel like crap, right? That make you feel bad, that make you not want to get out of bed, that make you want to punch a wall. I don't know. But it's always up to you to choose to put energy into it. And that's hard to take sometimes. It's hard to wrap your mind around sometimes, especially if the negative emotion is very, very intense. So you have to decide for yourself, where can I start with this? There have been some relationships in my life that have been really negative and very impactful. And I heard, I want to say it was Carolyn Miss. I believe it was Carolyn Miss and maybe the book, The Anatomy of a Spirit. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm I'm 99% sure it comes from Carolyn Miss. That I heard her say at one point, heard her say, because I'm listening to audiobooks, right? So I heard her say on the book that if you're not ready to release someone, then you can ask whether it's the universe or God or Buddha or whoever, right? Whatever your spiritual belief is, you can say, I'm not ready to whatever, send a blessing, let that go, but I want to get there. And so for today, I ask you to be my go-between, right? So it's kind of like, oh, it's taking a little baby step. It's kind of like when you were in junior high and you're like, tell your best friend, go break up with my boyfriend from me because it's too hard for me. I don't want to go do it, right? It's kind of that. It's like saying, I know this isn't good for me to hold on to. I want to let go, but mm, mm, I'm getting stuck. It's really hard. Let me give it over to a power greater than me. Let me give it out to the universe and say, universe, start the forgiveness process. Start the release process for me. I'll get there with you. And I remember hearing that and thinking, hmm, I'm willing to try that. I'm willing to try that because I have so much anger towards the things this person did that my beliefs tell me are horribly wrong, incredibly deep boundary violations that I can feel in my chest. I'm holding on to it. And I don't want to hold on to it because I believe letting go of it will support my healing. And so I started off there saying, I'm not ready, but you know what, universe, take this from me and start the ball rolling, right? I'll send it through you. And little by little, it did get easier for me. Release is an ongoing practice. And, you know, we talk about this word forgiveness and Forgiveness has lots of thoughts attached to it, right? I work with people often who struggle to forgive themselves, forgive someone who has created a lot of negativity in their lives. And so forgiveness can have, I don't know, it it can have as much complexity to it as diets have complexity to them. And so a while ago, I started thinking about the word forgiveness and I thought, I'm not going to use that word anymore. Because for me, forgiveness brings up a lot of blocks. It brings up things that are really hard. And 
I want to forgive, but mm, these beliefs that come up make it really challenging. And so I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to decide instead of forgiving that person, I'm going to just release that person. I'm going to release the memory of that event. I'm going to release the energy around that interaction. And that was easier for me. So sometimes you got to play with words a little bit and you have to see what really works for me. And this is why I like release. It's like, I won't hold on to this anymore. I'm making a decision to let it go. I'm making a decision to release it from me. Because when we're processing limiting beliefs and negative emotions, it's for us. But when we go in sometimes to stuff like forgiveness, for whatever way we were taught to believe about it, it feels like it's for someone else. And if you have anger or bitterness or resentment or anything else towards someone else, mm, that can be hard. It can be really hard to get through. But if you come back and you're like, this makes me feel horrible. This is not helping my body be as strong as it can and have its optimal health. I'm going to let this go. Sometimes that can be helpful. So just a little tip from you and something I've experienced from my own work in letting shit go. Now, when it comes to a negative emotion, I probably don't have to tell you how you know if it's a negative emotion. You feel it. You know it. You feel anger. You feel sadness. You feel grief. You feel depression. You know it, right? But how do you identify a limiting belief? Because a lot of times we get very confused and we think that a limiting belief is the truth. So we have to look at these beliefs. And when you have a belief that you feel a bad feeling, right? It comes up and you feel hopeless. You feel the limitation. I believe this, like the examples I gave, I believe a woman can't do that. Well, that doesn't feel good. I don't want to think that. Is that true? And we can challenge our limiting beliefs by looking around us and saying, well, gosh, other people have done this. So if I'm telling myself I can't do something and someone just like me has done it, then it's a limiting belief. And so it's important to be able to identify those and to realize that they're not truths. Very few things are truths when it comes to what we think. Most of it has been conditioned thought patterns. And the way you release a limiting belief and change that negative emotion into something else is by realizing what it is and then deciding, I don't want to think that anymore. Again, when you decide that, it's not going to stop coming up because you've been thinking it for a long time, right? I'm 60 years old now and I still deal with on a regular basis thoughts that come up that I've realized, hmm, gosh, I've been believing that as long as I can remember. Why am I choosing that? Look at where that's limited me in my life. I'm deciding to release it. I am no longer available for that limiting belief. It's going to pop up in my head again a lot. And every time it pops up, I'm going to say, I'm not available for that thought anymore. And I'm going to choose another thought that empowers me, a thought that inspires me, a thought that brings more hope to me, more happiness to me. That's how you work on changing a limiting belief. I really highly suggest writing them all out. This is the exercise that my members are doing in the membership this month, is looking at what are limiting beliefs? How do you know it's a limiting belief? Because it makes you feel bad. When I think these things about myself, it doesn't feel good. 
And I want to let it go. I don't want to feel bad about myself anymore, right? Let me tell you some of the benefits that come with releasing negative emotions and limiting beliefs, because again, they can go hand in hand. So I turn to ChatGPT. If you haven't heard of ChatGPT, it's an artificial intelligence. And I said, what are the benefits of releasing negative emotions and limiting beliefs? And let me tell you some of the things that came up, which I absolutely love. So releasing negative emotions and limiting beliefs reduces stress and anxiety. Holding on to negative emotions like anger, sadness, or fear can lead to increased stress and anxiety. Releasing these emotions can lead people to experiencing a decrease in these harmful states, which is beneficial for both mental and physical health. Releasing negative emotions improves physical health. Chronic negative emotions can have a tangible impact on physical health. They contribute to problems like heart disease, insomnia, weakened immune system, and releasing these emotions can lead to improved physical well-being. It improves emotional intelligence. Recognizing and expressing negative emotions in healthy ways is a key aspect of emotional intelligence. It helps in understanding and managing emotions more effectively and it leads to better personal and professional relationships. It prevents emotional bottling. Continuously bottling up negative emotions can lead to emotional overload and breakdowns. And releasing these emotions in a controlled manner can prevent these situations. It facilitates personal growth. Working through and releasing negative emotions can lead to personal insights and growth. It can foster resilience, empathy, and a deeper understanding of oneself and others. It improves mental clarity and focus. And who doesn't want that? Negative emotions can cloud your judgment and impede your focus. Releasing them can clear the mind, allowing better decision-making and better concentration. It promotes happiness and well-being. Letting go of negative emotions creates space for positive experience and emotions. This shift leads to greater overall happiness and life satisfaction. It encourages forgiveness and healing. Well, here we go. Releasing negative emotions often involves forgiveness. Release and forgiveness, it's pretty much the same thing, you guys. Whether it's for others or for yourself, this process is crucial for emotional healing and moving forward in life. I love it when I ask ChatGPT something and then it does the research for you. It goes out into the internet and does all the research. And I love it when it validates exactly what I was talking about on a podcast, right? Emotional release is so important. And I know it's the beginning of the year and people are talking about goals and what they're going to create and what they're going to achieve. But I promise you, when your mind is filled with limiting beliefs, and you're constantly experiencing negative emotions, it makes it so much harder to create something good in your life. And that's why rather than just starting off with, I'm going to bust through things and power my way through a goal, I offer spend some time in letting stuff go. Spend some time in reviewing what worked for you, what didn't work for you over the last year, over a lifetime, and look at what you think about those things and what you can let go of so that they can work better for you as you step forward. 
And then once you realize that goals of just being good to yourself and letting go of limiting beliefs to open opportunities for yourself, that is a goal in and of itself, right? Who knows what comes to you when you create the space for it because you stop blocking yourself with limiting beliefs. How do you do this? You know why it benefits you. You know the benefits that it brings to your life. You know the difference between a negative emotion and a limiting belief. So how, what is the process? How do you let go of this? How do you release? And this is interesting because many times when I come back around to doing the things that are best for your life, the solutions are pretty constant. And you may hear these solutions from me, from other podcasts, from your therapist, from whoever, and think, again, that's what I'm hearing again. But the reason you hear them again and again is because they work. So one of the best ways to begin the process of letting things go is to allow yourself to recognize and accept them, to be mindful in your day-to-day experience of life, in your day-to-day experience of emotions. When you're mindful, all that means is like, I'm right here right now. And I'm realizing I'm feeling this way right now. And when I notice I'm feeling this way, I realize I'm thinking this thing. That creates awareness. And that awareness is the first step to change and to release. So when we're more mindful and we don't just go through life, you know, robotic, mechanically, and just running from one thing to the next, but we're really mindful and present in what I'm doing now, what I'm saying now, what I'm thinking now about someone, what someone else just said and how it's impacting me, that elevates our state of awareness and it helps us to create positive change. Journaling. I talk to my people all the time. I talk to you on this podcast all the time. Write it down. Get the thoughts out of your head. If you want to let go of something, you've got to look at it, touch it, play with it. When I talk about release, you'll often see me like hold my hands in front of my chest as if I have a ball here. For me, that works. I write things down, make no mistake about it, but the visualization process, when I'm thinking about I'm holding on to this, I actually make that motion in front of my body and put my hands there and go, I'm holding on to this thing. Why am I doing this? Right. And then I'll write it out and I'll look at it and apply this litmus test. Is that thought true? Does that thought serve me? When you can look at those thoughts and you can apply those questions to those thoughts, you might be very surprised at what comes up for you. So journaling about things, writing things down, writing your thoughts down, get them out of your head, and it begins to address the overwhelm. When there's so many thoughts in your brain, it's like a sock drawer that is too full of socks and you can't shove anything else in. You can't work on what you're thinking and what you're experiencing if your mind is so full of what it is you want to work on. You got to get it out and then see it and touch it and work with it, and read it, and talk about it. So important. Moving your body, physical activity. You know, I started te- I started doing yoga, I think it was maybe 2004, so about 20 years ago. And then I became a yoga teacher about two years into uh, my practice. And it was amazing to me what I saw in yoga classes when I was teaching, people who I saw in tears in yoga classes, my own experience many times of getting very emotional in a yoga class. 
even in my spin classes, any kind of exercise, we store emotions in our body. And when we move our body, it can help us release tension and stress. And physical activity can not only is releasing endorphins and it's got all this hormonal process going on that can improve our moods, but it brings us into a mindful state. It's like, I'm here right now lifting this. I'm here right now listening to this instructor doing this thing, right? It can bring us into the moment and that's mindfulness. And when we're in that moment, sometimes we can really be inspired and brought to tears like, I'm here, I'm strong, I'm healthy, I'm doing this, I'm capable. We can start seeing positive things about ourselves and moving our muscles and sweating things out. I know it sounds weird to some people and hippy-dippy, but it's true. And the emotions and the energy that we store in our body can be released through moving our body. So moving your body and taking care of yourself on a regular basis is very helpful when you're doing the work of releasing things. And talking, getting things out. Besser van der Kolk, I referred to this book so many times, The Body Keeps the Score. And in that book, he says, that which we cannot tell yourself, we cannot express to others. So we need to be able to express ourselves. We need to be able to be honest, even with ourselves. So many times I've had the experience in life where I knew something in my heart of hearts. I knew something was not right for me. I knew I needed to change something. I knew I was going to create something. I knew I wasn't going to go back to something. But there was a block between what I knew and what I was prepared to say. And it was working on really getting it out and saying, I'm done with that. That made all the difference. So talking through things with coaching, with therapy, with your best friend, with yourself, in a journal, on a podcast, talking things out can really be helpful when we're releasing limiting beliefs and negative emotions. Being creative getting in touch with yourself, getting in touch with the beauty and the intelligence and just the imagination that exists within you. You know, all that magic that was there as a kid that we lose touch with over life and tragedies and traumas, but getting back in touch and allowing yourself to express your creativity in whatever way that is. For me, it's cooking. For some people, it's crafting. For some people, it's painting. For some people, it's poetry. For some people, it's singing or dancing. But getting in touch with that allows you to just really get to know and love yourself, really see the beauty that comes out. And when you see that beauty and you realize it and you're in the moment with yourself, that can help you overcome limiting beliefs about yourself. All right. So just really doing these practices of being more aware, of learning more about yourself. And the cherry on top of all of that, I think, is having the ability to look at your life right now today and feel the most intense gratitude for what it is, even if it's not the life you're dreaming about looking at your life right now, creating space for love and gratitude in where you're at now, that in and of itself helps open space and release negativity when we see how full our lives are. Then we create space to invite even more happiness, even more joy, 
even more abundance. When we look at our life and we just judge it for all the things that it isn't, we're in negativity, we're in limiting beliefs, we're in scarcity. So if you want to create the life you really want, it's very important to recognize with tremendous gratitude everything you have. One of the practices I use every day when I journal in the morning is writing down five things I'm grateful for. And those things sometimes are the ability to smell the ocean, the ability to taste a cup of coffee. I have to, the ability to move my hands and use my fingers. Like I, I want to look at the smallest little thing and say, dang, I'm so glad I can do that. Walking. I think I've expressed that on the podcast before, like, there was a time for months after my first diagnosis, I couldn't walk. Walking is a freaking gift. Amazing. My sight, even though it is not what it used to be. What a gift. I'm so glad I have it. Classes. Thank God someone thought of classes. Now I can actually see shit. We have to really stop and look at how wonderful life is on a daily basis. And that reminds us that we can choose joy. That's how we choose joy. And in choosing joy over and over, we let go of more and more negativity. We let go of more and more negative and limiting beliefs. That's a lot to work on. Yeah. It's a lot to learn about yourself. And if you want more support with that, come and join me in the Better Than Before Breast Cancer Life Coaching Membership. This is what we do. This is what I do. I coach people through this, letting things go, treating themselves well, designing their lives in the way they want their lives to look, and seeing about how we deal with this organ between our ears that can stop us dead in our tracks from doing the things we want to enjoy most in this life. All right? It's amazing what you can do when you change the way you think. You can find all the details on the membership at thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com forward slash life coaching, or scroll down where you're watching this video or listening to this podcast and click the link to the Better Than Before Breast Cancer membership. All right, friends, thank you so much for being here with me today. And I'll talk to you again very soon. Until then, please be good to yourself. Take care. You've put your courage to the test, laid all your doubts to rest. Your mind is clearer than before, your heart is full and wanting more, your future's at the door. Give it all you got, no hesitating, you've been waiting. This is your moment